Columbus Blue Jackets are proud to select Jack Wierenski, Kent Johnson, Cole Sillinger, David Yurichek. Welcome to the Pipeline Podcast. We are back for another episode this week. Yes, two episodes of the Pipeline Podcast presented by Ruoff Mortgage in the same week. If you remember, on Monday, it dropped our interview with not just Jackets insider Jeff Svoboda, but top prospects, three of the four top prospects in the NHL entry draft coming up in just a couple of weeks, Leo Carlson, Adam Fantilli, and Will Smith. So if you haven't heard that edition of the Pipeline podcast already, make sure to go back and listen. We get to know a lot about those players. Again, Adam Fantilli of the University of Michigan the top European skater in this draft in Leo Carlson, and then, of course, American standout from the U.S. National Team Development Program, another center iceman, and that is Will Smith. So check out those interviews either in podcast form or head to the Blue Jackets YouTube page to watch those interviews in full. I really, really enjoyed that episode. Of course, Jackets insider Jeff Svoboda and I were at the NHL Scouting Combine in Buffalo when we recorded that podcast. And now the interview you are going to hear today is also from the NHL Scouting Combine in Buffalo. There, I was able to catch up with the Blue Jackets Assistant Director of Amateur Scouting. That's Trevor Timmons. Of course, the Blue Jackets hired Trevor Timmons about a year ago. He was the former Assistant General Manager with the Montreal Canadiens. The Blue Jackets then scooped him up, and he's been around for the last season or so. So first and foremost... It was an interview to get to know Trevor, you know, learn about his path, getting into the NHL, working his way up through the NHL, and it's quite a hockey life at that. So look forward to that in just a few moments. And then after that, I talked with him about the Blue Jackets draft process in particular, the strengths of this 2023 NHL entry draft, and some possibilities for the Blue Jackets. So that is about to come. Now, the NHL entry draft, the first round will be Wednesday, June 28th in Nashville, Tennessee at Bridgestone Arena. So we're less than two weeks away. I cannot wait. We're going to have tons of coverage for you when we're there. I'll be on site. Bob McElligot will be on site. Jody Shelley will be there. And of course, Jeff Soboto will be there as well. So lots of content coming there. But before that, we have a few more episodes of the Pipeline podcast to get you ready. Those start today with Trevor Timmons. Then we're going to have one more episode coming up with Sam Cosentino of Sportsnet. A final tune-up, if you will, leading into the NHL entry draft with Sam Cosentino. But let's not waste any more time this week and get right to our chat with Trevor Timmons. So here he is, the Assistant Director of Amateur Scouting for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Trevor Timmons, you're the assistant director of amateur scouting for the Columbus Blue Jackets, but you've spent a long time in this game, so I kind of want to go back to the beginning and ask you how it all started. How did you get into hockey in the first place? Sure. Well, do we have uh, enough time to make a movie? (laughs) It's my 31st year in the National Hockey League, so it all started. I did uh, a master's in sport administration at the University of Ottawa, and instead of a thesis, there was an internship component. And I started with the Ottawa Senators the first day of their first training camp back in 1992. I walked into the, their offices that day and they threw me a t-shirt and a list of players' names, arrival times at the airport, told me, go pick up these players, take them to the rink, drop off their equipment, take them to the hotel. So that was my start to the National Hockey League. And uh, I graduated at 
Christmas of, of that year, 1992, and they hired me full-time as uh, team services. So I started as a team services, which was great. I mean, it was a great learning experience. And back then, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have laptops. You know, communication was by telephone. And um, we had a brand-new rookie GM who had never worked in the National Hockey League. He was a longtime player, Mel Bridgman. So, you know, he, there was a lot for him to learn and digest, and I was there to help him. Mm. So any questions he had, he gave them to me, and then I communicated with the, uh, the head office of the NHL. And, uh, you know, it was, that was before any, you know, real CBA. There was nothing in writing, just memorandums and whatever. So it was, uh, you know, I was learned get by getting thrown into the fire right. and asking a lot of questions and finding my way. And it was great because in that position that I had as team services, I traveled with the team and looked after all the immigration. I worked with the trainers, medical and the equipment trainers. I worked with the coaches. I worked with the general manager. I worked with the scouting staff, the president, all those positions. So it was great learning for me to get in there and understand what everybody did mm -hmm. and help out in all those different areas. So that's how I got started. And I gradually, uh, the next year I did team services and I was strength coach because <laughs> I had a strength background. Yes. So, and tell you a funny story, that year our team was really bad in Ottawa. The coach, which was Rick Bonus, mm. a great man, mm. he took me under his wing like a, a son and I learned a lot from him and he took good care of me there. The team was so bad. We played the Detroit Red Wings at home and he was so upset with the team, he said, those guys respect you more than they respect me, so you're coming on the bench. So I was on the bench for, uh, for a game, and that was uh, quite the learning experience. But in the end, we lost the game anyway, <laughs> so it didn't matter. But it was a great learning experience. And I, I gradually worked my way up. There was, I had six different GMs over 10 years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I stuck it out. I worked my way up to scouting coordinator, and I asked to, you know, can I do some scouting? Well, I was being the scouting coordinator. So I went to games when the director of player personnel came in, when the, uh, when the director of amateur scouting came in, I drove with them to games and asked questions during the game on the way drive, long drive homes back to Ottawa. And so that was how I, I learned the business of scouting. Obviously I was, there was no, what we use now called RateNet. Mm -hmm. We had our own scouting database. So I was in charge of entering all the data anytime a player was uh, sent, you know, down to the American League, I would have to enter that information for all the NHL teams. So I got to know all the players throughout the leagues, you know, their contract information. And I was also helping uh, the general manager with contract negotiations as well, doing all the background work. Mm -hmm. um, so that was uh, my learning experience and how I jumped into scouting. And then eventually, I just lucked out one, one year, um, Rick, Rick Dudley became general manager, and Ray Shiro, longtime GM in the NHL, was our assistant GM. Well, Ray left in November to join the Nashville Predators, so that position was open, and Rick needed a lot of help, so he gave all Ray Shiro's duties to me as assistant general manager, plus I was doing my own stuff. Right. So it was a lot of work, um, you know, but I learned a lot. Mm -hmm. I got to do contract negotiations. I was in charge of the budget. Um, expenses, in charge of pro scouting, amateur scouting, player development, camps, all that stuff. So there was a lot of work, but I learned a lot. Mm -hmm. And I got to work with all the different departments throughout an, an NHL team. 
you know, accounting, marketing, ticketing, all that stuff. So, you know, I had a good relationship with everybody, understood how an org NHL organization operate. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, an opportunity came for me to leave Ottawa and join the Montreal Canadiens yeah. as director of player personnel, which was, you know, a good opportunity for me at that time. I'd always been a Montreal Canadiens fan growing up. Um, so it was a great opportunity for me at that stage of my career where I didn't have to be in the office all the time. I could concentrate on scouting and it was uh, just a bright opportunity. I didn't have to move. I could stay in Ottawa. And, uh, and that's where I started, you know, to be in charge of scouting, in charge of the draft. So I was in charge of the NHL draft for the Montreal Canadiens yep. uh, back then. My first draft was in 2003, and then I was there for 20 seasons. You know, different titles, but basically the same job. So what's your first season with the Blue Jackets been like then? Oh, it's been amazing. I mean, my first day, you know, I went to Columbus. I drove the 10 hours <laughs> down to Columbus from my home, and... Uh, you know, I was lucky enough to be in the room and, and part of the management group with Yarmo and, and JD and Basil and Yosef. And, you know, when we signed Johnny Goudreau, that was a pretty exciting yep. day for us, you know. So that was my initiation to the Blue Jackets. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it was a fun day. And um, so the season has been great. I mean, it's great. It's, it's a great organization to work for, you know, from top to bottom really good people and everyone has been welcoming you know i've learned a lot about columbus that i didn't know in the past yeah. i mean it it's a hidden gem in the nhl you know i i didn't know that mm -hmm. i wasn't i had never spent much time in columbus but it's a great city the fans are outstanding i mean i come from the montreal canadians some of the most passionate fans in any sport yeah. and columbus is right up there with them i mean even though we had a tough year you know i got to uh, one of the home games later on in the season and it was i couldn't believe the support you know, it was, it was outstanding and, um, it's been uh, really fun. I've, I've learned a lot of new things. It's my first, uh, year ever working for an American team. Oh, wow. So yeah. it's a little different, you know, um, a little less spotlight from what I'm used to in yeah. Montreal, which yeah. is fine with me at this point <laughs> in my career. So tell me about this draft process then, because you just said it, you've worked just about every job there is in management to this point, And you've been a part of so many different NHL drafts. So do you just love this process? Yeah, I missed this. I mean, the two years that uh, COVID uh, scrapped the, the NHL combine, right. you know, I, I missed that. And then last season, I wasn't involved in the draft. I was, wasn't working at that time. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's been three years. So, you know, it's been refreshing to get back here. You know, you watch these players on the ice um, all season, you know, and you can meet the players once in a while. But we leave the individual meetings, you know, with, with the players when they're playing for their teams with our area scouts. And then Vili and I meet them here. So it's great to put a face, you know, with a number that we watch all season long. And it's very interesting because the way they play on the ice really correlates to the personality that comes across in these interviews. Yeah, that's that's very, very interesting yeah. to hear that. And it it's nice to hear that because you look at some of the players, the Blue Jackets have the opportunity to draft at number three overall. And I guess that leads me perfectly into my next question. What do you think of this crop? Because this year there is so much talent, not just at the top of this draft, but really throughout the whole first round and into the second. Yeah, it's uh, it's really evolved this season mm -hmm. um, into a really strong group at the top. Mm -hmm. And, you know, teams picking from 1 to 10 are going to get a really good player. And there's going to be players drafted after that are going to be really good too. Yeah. But there's a lot of blue chip prospects, you know, in the top 10 for sure. 
And even beyond that, there's going to be, you know, a few guys that are blue chip prospects as well. And it's really important, you know, uh, for us to find players, even in the seventh round, it's vital for your organization to sustain, you know, the prospect pool and coming through and you need those later round picks mm -hmm. to evolve as well. So every pick's important. The seventh round pick is just as important as the first round pick to us. How do you feel that the Blue Jackets process compares to that of, I don't know, the Ottawa Senators when you work there, or the Montreal Canadiens when you work there? And I'm not asking specifics, obviously, right. there, but is it any different at all? Because I feel like this organization has had a ton of success under Yarmo Kekalainen and the, the current management team in finding those late-round gems that you're talking about. Yeah, it's very uh, interesting. Like, Yarmo and I worked together with the Ottawa Senators, yeah. you know, and he was in charge of the amateur draft, and I was there to help him. Um, in Ottawa, and so we we came from the same mentor in a, a man named Marshall Johnston, mm -hmm. yep. and so a lot of similarities with the way I took and did in Montreal with what Yarmo and Ville do here. Mm -hmm. It's very similar, mm -hmm. and uh, you know things have evolved. They've evolved in different ways. I evolved in different ways. So it's been good, you know, what to learn to see what they've been doing and put it all together into this process but you always need to evolve mm -hmm. with the time mm -hmm. i mean analytics is part of this now yeah. which it wasn't you know when we were in ottawa together yeah. and it's a big part as well there's obviously healthy debate among the fan base right now uh, about who the blue jacket should select at number three overall how much have you enjoyed the healthy debate in that room you you mentioned it before we hopped on the air here when i talked to zach Erback about it you know he talked about liking to you know, stand up and, and kind of vouch for a guy, you know what I mean? Or the area scouts will do that for their guys. How fun is that internal debate and really coming to that consensus list of here's how we have guys ordered? Yeah, well, it starts um, right from the start of the season. I mean, it's very important in, in the scouting staff and management staff to communicate all season long. Mm -hmm. So right now, I mean, it's no surprise that, you know, I understand the way Vila's thinking or Yarmo's thinking myself and our area scouts because we communicate all year long you know that's very very important in reading their reports and whatnot and staying so there's no surprises um right now it's it's important for us to feel comfortable with these players at the top you know and, and figure out and see which ones you know fit the culture that we've established in columbus mm -hmm. so it's it's very very important for us to spend time with them get to know them as people mm -hmm. not just as hockey players but as people and make sure they fit into the culture because you know a player can get to what we call the their floor of their potential yep. you know just by their ability their talent but to reach their ceiling their full potential that comes from character so that's why these um interviews are important mm -hmm. that's why spending time with them is important that we can understand and feel comfortable that they have the character and which ones have that and which ones don't mm -hmm. to allow them to reach the ceiling. You know, when we're looking for a guy that can, can carry the Blue Jackets, you know, into the playoffs, into a Stanley Cup, you know, and be, you know, a top, top player for us for Art, a long time. The last thing I've got for you, and I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. I know it's a, a very busy, busy weekend here at the NHL Combine, and really it has been an entire busy week. You mentioned all the interviews that you guys have, have done, and you just talked about it right there, getting to know these players on a more personal level in these interviews. That has to get you really, really excited for the guys that you're interested in for the Blue Jackets at number three overall. So Picture you're in Nashville on June 28th. How excited are you for that moment? 
you know, I've always said, you know, for these, these, these 30 years that I've gone through this was it's our Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, the amateur scouting staff, our job is cyclical. Mm -hmm. It's a 365 day uh, process. Mm -hmm. So we're getting near the end. It's our Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. It's the big day, you know, and we want to win that Super Bowl. It's always nerve wracking because we're picking third. Mm -hmm. We all know who's going first, but yeah. we don't know 100% who's going second. Yeah. So a third, you know, it's sort of a, a wait and see, mm -hmm. you know, but we, we're ready for every scenario mm -hmm. and we'll have discussed every scenario and, you know, it looks going to be an exciting day. We don't have to, our fans don't have to wait too long. I mean, <laughs> two picks and then it's, we're up on the, on the board. So um, it's going to be exciting. Yep, I cannot wait. Trevor Timmons, thank you very much for taking the time. This was great. Thank you very much. So there he is, the Columbus Blue Jackets Assistant Director of Amateur Scouting, Trevor Timmons. I hope you liked that interview as much as I enjoyed conducting it, because that was really enlightening, I think. How about all of the things that Trevor Timmons experienced getting into the NHL, you know, being a, a conditioning coach for the Ottawa Senators and being kind of their team manager, now working his way up to being the assistant GM of the Montreal Canadiens and now in an amateur scouting role with the Columbus Blue Jackets. So when I let off by saying, how about a hockey life? I mean, how about a hockey life? This guy has seen so much in the game. And again, I enjoyed that chat because this was really my first opportunity to get to know Trevor on that level. I think our paths first crossed when the Blue Jackets prospects were playing in Traverse City towards the end of last summer. Just said hello, got to know him a little bit there, but this was really that, you know, get-to-know-you chat, if you know what I'm saying. And on top of that, it was really cool to hear some things about the Blue Jackets draft process and how it compares to some other places that he's worked and, you know, just the strength of this year's draft as well. That should have Blue Jackets fans really, really excited. And I don't just mean in that top three. Of course, the Blue Jackets have the third overall pick. I mean, later on, the Blue Jackets will have an early pick in the second round. They're going to have a lot more picks in the later rounds of this draft as well. So a deep draft from top to bottom, and that only bodes well for the Columbus Blue Jackets. So I cannot wait to see what's next. So that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Pipeline Podcast presented by Ruoff Mortgage. want to say thank you to the Blue Jackets communication staff for setting that up with Trevor. Of course, huge thanks to Trevor Timmons for taking the time out of his busy schedule at the NHL Scouting Combine in Buffalo to sit down and do that. And as always, thank you for listening. Would not be here without you, so we really, really appreciate it and cannot wait to talk to you very, very soon. Again, Sam Cosentino of Sportsnet will be next week's guest.